Welcome to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 17, and I have another one of my coworkers here to talk with me about it. Ryan Mitchell is joining me. He is an associate producer for Mornings with Carmen and does lots of other production work. And we have so much fun with him in the office. So thank you. Thank you for being here, Ryan. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me and really appreciate what you're doing with this, Angie. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really fun to have all these conversations and to, you know, think that we're all, think about all the people who are studying God's Word together and that we can read it, do the study guide, and then have this conversation with, you know, hopefully it's been fun to see what people pull out of the different chapters, what different people are seeing. Okay, so let's just dive right in because even though this chapter seems to be a little bit shorter than others, that there's still so much going on. What has stuck out to you in this chapter? Yeah, I think it's all, you know, tying together with, you know, partially to these uh, study guide questions that you have throughout the book of Luke are very helpful in, you know, assessing our faith and how do we see where it's at? How do we compare it with the wisdom that we read throughout the book of Luke, but specifically in this chapter? What are things we constantly can be looking for to understand? Is our faith growing? What does faith actually look like? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to get into here, even though it is a shorter chapter, as you mentioned, but all surrounding that, how do you increase your faith and kind of assess where your faith is at currently? It was interesting to go back and look at that because he's talking about the mustard seed. You know, how do we increase our faith? Well, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this myrtle tree? I can't remember. It was a kind of a yeah. tree. Yep. Go from here Mulberry to there. Tree, Mulberry tree. Mulberry yeah. tree. Yeah. And it would move. As I was thinking about that and reading that and praying about that, I, it seems like it's not really necessarily the size of our faith, but the quality of our yeah. faith. Like if we had faith that was even like a tiny mustard seed. Yeah. So what was sticking out from, for you from that? Yeah, when I read that, I think it doesn't take a lot to get started. It takes that initial step and understanding, I'm going to do this even if I can't initially see the outcome. Because so many times for me personally, and we hear about it, at church on Sunday, sometimes do you always need in order to step out in faith an example in the past of, okay, I saw you do it here, Lord, so I'm going to trust you do it here. Okay, Lord, I can see in scripture that you did it there, so I'm going to trust the same thing. What would it look like if we extended our faith beyond that, where we didn't have to see to believe? Those examples are fantastic, but in so many situations in life, we're going to have to take that step of faith and not know necessarily what's on the other side, other than the fact that Our Lord is faithful and we trust him in it. And we don't know what the end result is going to be always when we step out in faith. But what would it look like if we didn't have to see to believe, if you will? Yeah. And to be obedient. That seemed to be something else that was kind of popping up is being obedient and taking that step of faith, like you said, even when we can't see what's coming up next Yeah, and, and trusting. These are all things that are hard for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think they're hard for everyone. I don't think you're alone in that, Angie. All of us struggle with it, no doubt. Yeah. So then let's move on to the next question. When will the kingdom of God come? Yeah, uh, it's it's already here, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's it's developing now. And, uh, you know, immediately when I was reading through this passage and this whole chapter and then this uh, question specifically, the, the song popped into my head, Build Your Kingdom uh, by Ren Collective. And I'm sure, I love that song. Yeah, I'm sure you know the song as well. But just, you know, if, if people aren't familiar listening, the chorus of that song goes like this, Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear. 
show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land. And then I, I really like this line. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here, we pray. And I, I think that says it really well. Let's speak that into existence, and we could talk specifically, you know, what's going on in our country, but it really applies to any, you know. Yeah, any nation, any place that you're living in, absolutely. And we're called to bring the heavenly realm down here to earth, if you will. Our world isn't perfect. It's never going to be. Sin will rule it. But at the same time, we're called as followers of Christ to bring that down here, because otherwise, how do people know? Right. And we want to bring more people to heaven when they do pass from this life to the next. And so I think that song is just a great reminder that, yes, we're praying, Lord, bring it to be here, but also give us the courage to do what we need to do to bring it here because we're called to do that work, and there's no greater work than that work. I love that song, and I don't know if you've ever experienced singing it with high school students, but it's the absolute best. I I I can go back, Angie. I'm not too old. I can (laughs) go back to when I was in high school (laughs) and remember singing that, yeah. Well, and when you were reading the chorus, I almost wanted to stand up, jump up and down and clap because that was the way that we always sang it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great song. And and such a great encouragement to to be unashamed of our faith, which I feel like, regrettably, I I feel like there are times, I had a time recently where um, I was with a group of friends and there was another group of people that were at a a table next to us. And one of of the women I was with was inviting these other women to come sit with us. And just in a a short conversation, they were asking what we did. And I said, oh, I work in radio. And they're like, oh, I want to hear more about that. And I thought, oh, like, is that... is it going to shut the conversation down when I yeah. say that I work for Faith Radio? And then what's funny is that when they when we did get around to the conversation, they said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a producer and I host a podcast. And they said, oh, what what is it? And I said, it's reading the Bible together. And I'm like, okay, so we're jumping from Faith Radio right to reading the Bible <laughs> together. And I was worried about how that was going to land on them. Was that going to shut the conversation down? Was that, were they, you know, what were they going to think? It, I, I was worried about me. Yeah. Not what, not what doors could be opened. Yeah. And it ended up opening a door. And one of the the women in my group that was inviting them to come and sit with us, ended up having a, a conversation with them about faith. It opened up up a door. And so, like, oh me of little faith, of what God could do with that. But yeah. I think it's easy to be worried about that and to, to not to not live life unashamed. Yeah. of our relationship with God. Yeah, I think we all have a moment like that, Angie. I don't think you're alone in that. We all have a process of growing to that point, and then sometimes we have the courage to step out in that moment, and sometimes we don't. But I know the Holy Spirit was present there, and the Holy Spirit, you know, was asking, if you will, those more follow-up questions from your friends where the conversation yeah. didn't shut down. Oh, you work in radio? Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah, I know my friend here works in radio, and then all of a sudden it's over. No, they kept asking questions, and... You know, I've I've brought it up in other instances before, but the the GP, if you will, the God prompting nudge. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were feeling it in that mm-hmm. moment, like, okay, Lord, how do I say this gracefully? Give me your words, not right. my own, because I don't have the words right now. But I know that you're present in this situation. Give me the words to say it with grace and answer this question how you want me to, and then you do the rest of it. Because we're called to have the ask, to invite people, to let them know about our faith. Mm-hmm. But the Lord changes hearts. That's and right. we always have to remember that. So let's let him do his job. 
and we do our job. Let's get the ball rolling, if you will, and then let him do the rest. Yeah, and what that looks like, I think that's some what obedience looks like. Even though, even when we're you know feeling like, oh, what is this going to do? To still be ob- like, I still I did I I didn't shut down and not answer the question. I still answered the question, even though I felt weird. Yeah, which I feel like is a step of obedience, and God will use that. So even when I, I think sometimes we think that having faith and being obedient is like it looks like something that doesn't that it looks like we're you know, going out and doing these amazing things and feeling really like full, yeah. which that might be true sometimes. Yeah. But I think sometimes obedience is putting one foot in front of the other and doing the thing that you feel God is prompting you to do. Yeah. Even if the feelings, your feelings aren't along with you. Yeah. How many times can we say, Angie, that, you know, when you're doing something that's uncomfortable and it feels uncomfortable, more times than not, you're doing the right thing, right? Because you haven't <laughs> yeah. you haven't taken that step of faith yeah. before. So even you feel on the inside like, man, this is not. I don't feel good doing this. I don't feel confident. Most of the time, now there is exceptions, but most of the time, that means you're actually doing something that's worthwhile, and you're taking, you know, back to faith that step of faith. Yeah, when I was taking steps and like wanting to attune to where God was leading, it was interesting because the pattern was whenever I felt weird. Like I was going to end up being weird or looking a little crazy. That was usually the Lord prompting me. (laughs) So that like a way to discern might be, you know, are you uncomfortable? Are you feeling like you're going to be the weirdo in that situation? That might be the Lord prompting you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. And I I think that's, I love what Jesus is reminding of us, reminding us of here is that the kingdom of God is already here. It's already among us and leading us and we can dwell there. It's now and ahead of time. So then um, uh, reflect on the words Jesus says to his disciples in verses 22 through 37. And uh, he's talking about the son of man returning and that everything will be, it'll still be like business as usual. So what were some reflections you had on that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. And when we're talking about what the experience is going to be like and what signs that we'll see, you can get into everything that we read in Revelation. And I think to a certain extent, it's definitely totally worth reading it and trying to understand and comprehend what is this going to look like. Mm-hmm. But in the same sense as well, I think we can't get too caught up in all the particulars of what's it going to look like, what's it going to sound like. To me, Angie, in this section of verses, it all starts and ends with what we read in verse 33. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. There's so much in there, but I think it just all points back to have that eternal perspective, constantly have your focus on what's above and how, again, you can bring the kingdom of God here and understand we're not going to understand it all. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to understand, you know, like going back to verse 25, the Son of Man must suffer terribly first and be rejected by this generation. And we're going to experience that too as followers of Christ. We don't know when it's coming, but we know with each and every day it's closer. I mean, right. that's just a fact that we're going to experience, you know, persecution potentially at some point. We're going to suffer at some point. And there are brothers and sisters of ours yes. who are suffering Absolutely. unto death for yes. their faith. Yes, and you know, it's only a matter of time potentially before it comes west here as well, if you will, into our country. And I think the sooner we understand that and accept that, it 
won't be easy when that time comes, but it's going to be a lot easier to understand, okay, like this could definitely happen, but let's rejoice in it because you know what? That means the end is coming sooner and that's what we're all looking forward to. But the sooner we accept that and understand that that's going to be what's going to happen, I think the better for our faith to grow and to especially, hey, folks, if you're listening to this and you haven't banded together with other believers and have people in your corner and have people you're willing to go to battle with in the battle that really matters, get that group together now because you're you're going to need to lean on them at some point. They're going to need to lean on you. And I think, you know, this passage shows so much why it's so important to be in community now and into the future. And, you know, there's so many other things that stuck out to me here. I mean, verse 30, where it says, it will be business as usual mm-hmm. right up to the day that the Son of Man is revealed. And so that's why I go back to let's not get caught up into all the particulars because we're going to start looking for all these signs. And, you know, we have these people predicting the end. It says a number of times, I don't know how many times in Scripture, Angie, but you won't know the day or the time. Right. So let's stop trying to figure out the exact day or time and let's go to back, back to verse 33. Let your life go, people, because right. then you'll save it. Because mm-hmm. if you cling to it, you're going to lose it. So just... Rest in that. I think it all starts and ends there with verse 33. Yeah, it seems like this whole chapter can be summed up in obedience and surrender yeah. and faith. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and how, how do we increase our faith and forgiveness and putting trust in him and believing but also receiving at the same time. And, you know, I know we didn't talk too much about, you know, the 10 that were healed of leprosy, but just real quickly on that as well, following the lead of the Samaritan and always giving thanks to complement with our faith and not just have faith and like, okay, great, Lord. I, I really appreciate that. You really came through for me. And then the next day, you know, we all have those times where we pray, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. Okay, give thanks first. Right. We talk so much about we go to pray and we have all these requests that we lay before the Lord and he wants to hear those. Mm-hmm. But what if we first started with, you know, worshiping him and saying, thank you, Lord, for all these things you've blessed me with the end of the day when you pray, list five or ten things. Lord, I thank you for blessing me with this, with this, with this. If we had that posture coming to prayer more, I think it would change our total outlook. And we still lay those requests before him. But again, when you're increasing your faith, don't just believe, but receive it as well and give thanks. Yeah. And what just a little foreshadowing of what we're going to see in the next chapter is a lot of persistence. Persistence yeah. in prayer, I think, is important, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me, Ryan. This yeah, was such thanks a great for having me. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for the Reading the Bible Together podcast, looking at Luke chapter 17. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any episodes, and we'll see you next time for Luke chapter 18. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, Consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.